Welcome to the Greystone Church Podcast. We are grateful that you're here. We pray that you will be blessed by this message and that God will impact your hearts. Let's listen. I'm 46 years old, um, was a non-believer for 44 years. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't believe in it. I thought, uh, you know, God was this fictitious character. Um, I thought the church was about money and, and, and fashion and looking good and gossip. And in 2020, I had a lot of time on my hands. I was able to uh, spend an enormous amount of time with my kids and, and my wife. And, um, you know, she asked me one day, uh, why don't we check this thing out online, Greystone? And um, like I said, we had been doing everything else, so I thought, why not, you know? So we started watching for a few weeks. The music I started getting into, you know, it just became interesting to me. And uh, when they opened the doors back up, she asked me about coming. Um, I went, she's been a believer a really long time. It's something she never pushed me on. Um, She just uh, guided me and and showed a lot of patience. Six months into my journey, I, I started feeling the rumblings inside of me. I wasn't sure what it was. Um, I was fighting it. I opened my heart to it. Um, I accepted uh, Jesus at the end of 2020. Besides my home, this is the most important place to me. Um, We're here every Sunday. Community is everything for me. Camaraderie is what this place is. And uh, I love the church. I love what it's about. I love how family-oriented they are. Um, that was another reason we continued to come. I knew my children were loved and cared about. They were safe. In, in April of this year, I was baptized with two other guys that are in a small group with me. Everything continues to be strong for us ever since we've started coming here. I want other people to believe I spent 44 years of my life turning away from God. And, and now I'm, I'm trying to just stare him in the face every day. Appreciate uh, Kevin sharing, sharing that phenomenal story. And God, God is moving in our men's ministry. God, God is moving uh, through our men's discipleship. And Kevin's story is just, just one story of incredible changed life. So let let me say happy Father's Day to all of our phenomenal dads out there uh, at all of our campuses. And uh, I want today's message, today's message, I'm going to let you know, today's service is short, okay? And the message is is going to be shorter uh, than normal today. And the message is geared specifically for dads, uh, but hopefully it's going to be encouraging, inspiring uh, to everybody. So my, my goal today is to encourage uh, the dads. Um, to be a dad is a, is a huge responsibility. And so a lot of weight is on our shoulders as a dad to protect our families, to provide uh, for our families, and to lead uh, our families. And so it is a great privilege to be a dad. It's a great privilege to be a husband and to be a father uh, to our kids. And so today I want to affirm the dads. Uh, and if you're in church today, I want to encourage you because today, of all the days that you can do anything that you want to do, like Father's Day is the day, right? Like, like if you ever had a hall pass not to come to church, like today is the day. And the fact that you guys are in church, that tells me a lot about you. 
It tells me that you love God. It tells me that you love your church. And it, and it tells me that you love uh, your family. And so I'm proud of you guys for being here. And I want, I want you to know that I'm proud of the dads. I love the dads. It's an honor to serve uh, as the lead pastor of Greystone Church. I've never been more excited about being the lead pastor of Greystone Church than I am right now. Our church is incredibly healthy. All of our ministries are healthy, and I attribute it to the dads. I attribute it to the men of the church, the men who are being the spiritual leaders of the church. We have more men in men's discipleship than we've ever had in, in the history of the church. So many men are stepping up. Uh, our church is financially strong. We have, we have more uh, money in the bank than we've ever had in the bank, and if you look on the sheet every week, you can keep up with the, with the giving. I think we're about $100,000 ahead in our giving, and I attribute this to the men. I attribute this to the men because you guys are doing a great job leading your families, serving in the church. So far in 2022, we've had 111 people crash the waters of baptism. 111 men, women, students, and children whose lives have been changed for all eternity. And so I wanna thank the dads. Thank you for giving, thank you for serving, thank you for for all that you do. And so, uh, the message today, we are all on this journey of life. Life is full of ups and downs. Life is full of, of peaks and valleys and plateaus. And, and, and we're all in different stages of life. Many of us are in different stages of life. Uh, some of us are just getting started in life. You're young and you're just getting started. Some of us are in the prime of our lives and we are cranking all cylinders. And others of us, we're in the second half uh, of our lives and we are trying to move from success to significance. And so when it comes to mountains and valleys and plateaus of life, we're, we're all in different seasons and, and different stages. And I'm not sure where you find yourself today. I don't know if you find yourself on a mountaintop or you find yourself uh, in a valley. But we all go through these different seasons of life. And it can change like that. It, it, it can change on a dime. I mean, this time, this time last year, uh, our family was in a major crisis. Like, like we were in crisis mode. Uh, Jennifer's parents both were in the hospital at the same time. And I didn't tell Jennifer this at the time, uh, but her mom was about to have this risky surgery, and she texted me, her mom texted me, asked me to do her funeral. And I didn't tell Jennifer at the time, of course, uh, God did a miracle, she didn't have to have the surgery, she's healthy today, she's doing great. Jennifer's dad was in a wheelchair, he was paralyzed from the waist down. And so we, we were in major crisis mode a year ago. One, one year later, they're healthy, they're doing great, you know, they still, they still have some medical issues and, and some medical uh, challenges, but, but we're not in uh, crisis mode anymore. And so I wanna I want draw a little, uh, just a, a little diagram for you guys, just to illustrate this. Just the, the mountaintops, the peaks, and, and the valleys of life. And I want you to, my uh, marker board's rolling here. Um, I want you to evaluate, you know, where are you right now in life, and if you're in the valley, and maybe, maybe things are, are difficult 
right now. My, my first point is don't quit in the dip. Okay, don't quit in the dip. And may, maybe you're going through a difficult time because life is hard. Life is tough. And, and where there's supply chain issues and, and, and inflation's high and gas prices are high and all these difficult things are, are going on. But don't quit in the dip. You know, we, we all go through these, these, these valleys. We all go through difficult times. Like life is not always up and to the right. There are lots of dips in the life. There are lots of valleys. And so I wanna encourage you, don't quit in the dip. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on the church. Don't quit on your marriage. Don't quit on your kids. Don't quit on yourself. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Amen. There is purpose in the pain. God tests our faith and he does it to develop our character. He does it to mold us and to shape us and to make us into to the men and the women that, that he wants us to be. He does it to make us mature Incomplete. I share with you guys about four years ago, I was going through a dip. I was, I mean, I was, I was as low as I possibly could be, and I've shared this story with the church before, and I thought about tapping out in ministry. But I'm so glad that I didn't because God used it to make me a, a better husband, a better father, a better pastor, and a better friend. And so I wanna encourage you, don't quit in the dip. James 1, 12 says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. There is a reward to persevering through the trial. Our reward is the crown of life. Our reward is heaven, and it lasts forever. Like, we're only on this earth for a small amount of time. Life is but a mist, but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. We're gonna spend eternity in heaven. Those of us who know Jesus are gonna spend eternity in heaven with God. All right, the second point today is be humble or you will stumble. I guess I got a little rhyme going. I got some rhymes going today. I don't know if, if y'all are picking up what I'm putting down. Just special Father's Day. Don't quit in the dip. Be humble or you will stumble. So, so for you, you might, you might be up here on the mountaintop, right? Like, like things are going great for you. Everything that you touch turns to gold. Like, like nothing can go wrong. You're making all the right decisions. In the words of the great theologian, Vanilla Ice, you are rolling in your 5.0 with your rag top down so your hair can blow. <laughs> Jennifer doesn't like it when I sing <laughs> in church because she says I have a bad singing voice. I was an all-state course in high school. I'm not even sure if my high school had course. But it's Father's Day, right? So girlies on the standby wedding just to say hi. <laughs> Did I stop? No, I just drove by. There you go. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Proverbs 16, 18 says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, like pride comes before a fall. 
We're not, we're not gonna stay on the mountaintop forever. There's this thing in life called gravity, right? And what goes up must come down. Life is not, not always up and to the right, so enjoy Enjoy the mountaintop while you're up there. Praise God for that season of life that you're in, but stay humble. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And so we're, so we're on this mountaintop. We, we think that we are invincible, and we get comfortable, and we let our guard down. And when we let our guard down, that's when Satan will attack. Now, Satan attacks us in the valleys, and he also attacks us on on the mountaintops. And so, in Matthew chapter four is when Jesus goes out into the wilderness, and Satan comes to tempt him. And where does Satan take Jesus? Takes him to the mountaintop, right? He, he takes him up to the mountaintop and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and he, and he tells Jesus that you can, have, you can have all of this. But Jesus doesn't fall for Satan's shortcuts to success. He trusts God's plan for his life. So, so Jesus has to go through the pain of the cross to experience the power of the resurrection, right? That's good preaching on Father's Day. <laughs> and ultimately, Jesus does have all authority in heaven and on earth. But he trusts God's plan. He doesn't fall for Satan's lies. He trusts in God's plan. So Jesus is over everything. And the number three is keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hebrews 12, two says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. See, the prize is not an easier life. The prize is not a bigger house. The the prize is not a faster car. The prize is not fame or fortune. The prize is not status or success. The goal is not to keep up with the Joneses, whoever the Joneses are. He who has the most toys doesn't win. The prize is Jesus. The finish line is heaven, and the reward is eternal life. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So so the apostle Paul says, forget what lies behind. We've all made mistakes. And too many times we allow our mistakes to keep us from moving forward. Don't get stuck in your mistakes. Don't get stuck in your past. No, nobody's, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but God's grace is sufficient for all of us. See, Satan wants us to, to stay stuck. Satan wants to keep us stuck. Satan wants to keep us living in the past. He wants to immobilize us because of our imperfections. But God says, forget what lies behind and press on toward what is ahead. God has a hope and a future for your life. And so so we forget about past mistakes, but we also forget about past successes and past victories, right? We shouldn't rest on our laurels. We shouldn't take it easy because of our past accomplishments. 
I want to close out with this story in this verse. 2 Samuel 11, 1 says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and with the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and, and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Did you pick up what the verse said there? So, so it's about King David. And a lot of us know the story of David, like he's the shepherd boy, he, he kills Goliath, his family doesn't have to pay taxes anymore, he gets to marry the king's daughter. He eventually becomes king of Israel. He, he's a hero in the land. And he wins all these battles and he wins all of these wars. And you may remember in, in the Bible it says that, that Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his tens of thousands. And so, so it says right here in springtime, when kings go off to war, David stayed at the palace. He didn't go to the battlefield. He wasn't with the king's men like he was supposed to be with the king's men. He wasn't on the battlefield. He stayed back in the palace. And he was comfortable and he was resting upon past victories and past accomplishments. And many of us know the story of what happened to David. He's on the rooftop and he looks down and he sees Bathsheba. She's beautiful and lovely in form and she's bathing and he takes an interest in her and brings her up to the palace and he sleeps with her and sends her home and then she becomes pregnant and notifies David that she's pregnant and and so David has her husband Uriah come back from the battle. He was at the battlefield doing what men were supposed to be doing, fighting the battle. He brings Uriah home and, and, and uh, tells Uriah to go and sleep with his wife. And, and Uriah's like, no way. He, he sleeps outside the palace because all the men were sleeping in tents and the Ark of the Covenant was in a tent. He wasn't gonna sleep in his own bed so David's strategy didn't work, and so the next night he, he gets Uriah drunk, so maybe he will sleep with her tonight, and he doesn't sleep with her. So then he sends a letter back with Uriah to the battlefield telling Joab to put Uriah at the front lines to, to where the, the wall was, where the, the archers would be shooting the arrows down. So put Uriah on the front lines so that he'll die in battle. And then David gets word back that Uriah is killed in battle. So now David is an adulterer, and David is a murderer. And it's all because he stayed on the rooftop and didn't go into the battle when he was supposed to be fighting the battle. And that's my challenge to us men, is not to be comfortable and hang out in the palace and hang out on the rooftop and letting our guards down but to be on the battlefield, to be fighting the war and fighting the battle. And this is a good question we can ask ourselves in accountability and men's discipleship and we see each other, is ask each other, are you on the battlefield or are you on the rooftop? Which one are you? And the application today is to press on. We are to press on, we are to move forward, we are to keep pursuing Jesus. God is not finished with us yet. The best is yet to come.
And as long as we are on this planet, we have a will to obey, a work to do, and a woman to love. Let's not quit in the dip. Let's stay humble before we stumble. And let's keep our eyes on the prize, our eyes on Jesus, our eyes upon the upward call of Jesus Christ. I love you guys. I'm proud of y'all. Happy Father's Day. Let me me pray for us. God, I thank you so much for uh, the men in this room. And And I just... So proud of them for being here, the men at the other campuses, um, putting you first uh, in their lives. And uh, God, I pray for those who are going through a difficult time right now. We all go through difficult times. I pray that they wouldn't, wouldn't quit in the dip, that they would keep persevering, they would keep trusting you, keep believing in you, keep being faithful, keep taking one step at a time, one day uh, at a time. God, those who are on the mountaintop, God, I, I pray that they would stay humble. They would give you the glory. They would give you the praise for all that you're doing uh, in their lives. And God, I pray that we would keep our eyes on the prize, that we would fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. God, we, we would keep fighting the good fight. We have a will to obey, a work to do, and a woman to love. And I pray, God, that we would keep our eyes on the prize. God, I pray for all the marriages here. God, you would protect our marriages. Pray for all all our children. Pray for all of our children, God, that they would come to know you and they would walk with you for a lifetime. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more of these messages or info on Greystone Church, feel free to visit our website, greystonechurch.com. We pray that you will have an amazing day.